Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner. Welcome to The Sex Rap. Hey everybody and welcome back to The Sex Rap. You're here with Screen Andrew. We people to go to for all of your questions about sex that you're afraid to ask other people. We are so happy that you're here with us today. And I'm actually incredibly happy to be here with my lovely, long, lifetime friend, Spring. Um, she was just with me last week and we had a fabulous time and I was just gushing over it. How are you today, Spring? Lifetime friend is such a better phrase, thank you, than my old friend, <laughs> my old, my very old friend. Very yes, old I like friend. lifetime friend. Great, great phrase. Thank you. I mean, it, it has been a couple decades. It's a little crazy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. But uh. So welcome back to the show, everybody. Um. Today we're going to be asking it, or today we're going to be answering a question that came up. Um for both Spring and I in our everyday life, and a listener submitted it. So it's one of those times where everything triangulated. Um, and the question is, what is sex positivity and why is it important? Um, and it's something that I say all the time. Like I say like, oh, I'm sex positive. When we're talking with other people, when we're doing sex education, we have to focus on sex positivity when we're out in the workforce or we're dealing. Anyway, it's a word I say all the time. And I didn't realize I was saying something. And I'm sure that both Spring and I have said it on the show. And we haven't defined it and talked about what it is and why it's important. So thank you, individuals in our lives and listeners, for bringing this up. Spring, when someone says sex positive, what does it mean for you? For me, when I hear or use the phrase sex positive, what I mean is that I inherently don't believe that sex is wrong, bad, or shameful. And I'm going to use words and phrases that um, support that attitude, basically. Like, I think that people should be able to talk about their sexuality and explore their sexuality and that they shouldn't have shame around that and that other people shouldn't judge them for that. And so it's like this, like, big conglomerate of things that are just like, you know, um, kind of believing that sex is a normal everyday part of who we are. I, I love that. Um, and I want to add a little bit more. For me, it's the being positive in your own exploration of your own sexual values and your own sexual needs and wants. Um, and then staying out of judgment, like not judging other people when they're doing their things. Like it's the whole like, I don't want to yuck somebody else's yum. And of course, like there's conditions around it, like things need to be consensual, et cetera, et cetera. But it's that being positive in your own views of sex, right? Like you're at, and then allowing other people their own positivity in their exploration as well. Um, 
And, you know, when we look at sex positivity, the reason why I talk about it all the time, um, there's a whole mountain of research that shows that people who have sex positive attitudes have a whole bunch of benefits, health benefits, relationships benefits, orgasmic benefits, happiness benefits. So if you get yourself into this mindset, like, you know, sex is natural and normal and healthy, we need to remove the stigma, remove the judgment, remove the shame, you end up happier and healthier. And I would say sexier too. Like if you have a sexual partner and you have sex positivity and that's your mindset, you're going to probably be a lot happier in that relationship with them as well. But I think it's also important to say sex positivity is just not about sex with partners you're having sex with. Sex positivity is how you treat friends and family members and communities and society. It's having that same open, positive outlook where you want to support people in their sex and sexuality and their sexual exploration, stay out of that judgment. And then, like, like I said, there are some, you know, you have to attach some other words, like as long as consent is part of the conversation surrounding it and all parties are open to it, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And what I would like to do is talk a little bit about like um, all of these different things you were saying, like what sex positivity does for us in our lives. And like, let's break that down a little bit and talk about how being sex positive actually impacts these and causes these different effects. So the one that I want to start with is sexual health. Um, And I think this one's really big um, because when we're talking about sexual health, um, so some of the behaviors that are in sexual health might be um, being able to communicate and negotiate about condom usage or other types of birth control. Um, it might include being talking about and or going to get tested. Um, and so if you think about some of these behaviors that surround sexual health, communication, condom negotiation, going to get tested, all of these things. If you are feeling ashamed of yourself or ashamed of your sexual behaviors, or if you are anxious about it, or you just like don't want to talk about it, or you're afraid to talk about it with someone because you think they'll judge you, or you're afraid about what they will think about you wanting to use a condom or something, all of these things then um, mean that you are less likely to be able to have good sexual health, right? If you can't negotiate condom use, if you can't have these conversations, if you're not going to get tested because of this, then you are much more likely to have um, to contract and then to not be able to get the STIs actually um, recognized and treated as well, right? So if you are sex positive, you're going to be able to do these things without shame, with less discomfort, without feeling judged, and then you're going to have better sexual health. And so like, it's a very direct relationship. It's not even like, you know, um, oh, this is related to this. It's like, it's actually very direct. Like sex positivity is going to support your sexual health. I mean, think the episodes we did last week about self-breast exams and self-testicular exams. If you're a sex positive person, you're more likely to do them, right? Because you're more comfortable with your body and you want to make sure that you're healthy. And then if you find something, you're much more likely to talk to somebody about it or go see a doctor about it. Like it's really directly related to your sexual health. I like that Spring Spring was talking about trying to prevent sexually transmitted diseases, but it's all aspects of your sexual health. Um, Another thing that I think is really important about sex positivity is about how it empowers people, right? And that empowerment is sort of what Spring was talking about too. It empowers you to make some of positive choices about your body. 
But it also empowers you to do things like, you know, make sure that you're having sex with somebody for the reasons that you want to have sex or not want to have sex. It really is a way to make sure that your consent is on point for what you want in your life. Um, it's also a way to empower gender and sexual minorities. So people of trans experience, LGBTQAIS, all of those other letters, sex positivity is something that allows them as individuals to be feel better in their bodies, to be empowered. But it's something that people who are outside of the community can do to make them feel good too. If we look at pride parades, right? Pride parades are about sex positivity and pride month is coming up. We're going to talk about it uh, in a few episodes anyway, but pride parades are a way to empower people who have traditionally feel marginalized. Society has made to feel shameful about their gender and sexual identities. Sex positivity is a way that we can combat that. It's about empowering people and that empowerment has a lot of positive effects. Um, but I, I mean, I think for LGBTQAI plus people, um, it really does help reduce that stigma and shame that can lead to negative outcomes and negative coping mechanisms. Yeah. And this, when we're talking about this, it's like at several levels, this reducing the stigma and shame, this fostering inclusivity, this empowerment, like all of these things that Andrew was just talking about. It's like at a personal level, like these things are going to happen for you. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel like more confident. And then like, as you are more sex positive, like that ripples out, it ripples. So it impacts your relationships. It impacts like the people around you when you're sex positive, you are supporting these people that are more marginalized, right? So you actually see this at several levels. And that's like, what's so cool about it, like you're going to notice impacts for yourself, and you're going to notice them at a broader level. Yeah. And I mean, if we look at those impacts, right, so we're talking about you being a happier, healthier, sexier person, and then enabling all of the people in your life that you know, and even more broadly, people you don't know, you're enabling to have a more positive view of their bodies and their relationships and their interests and their kinks and all of those things. Like we, when we remove shame from that conversation, people are going to have happier, healthier lives. Um, I think the last thing that, that comes to mind when, when I'm talking about sex positivity, though, is about those relationships that you have in your life and what it does for them. Um, if you are somebody who is sex positive, and if you're around people who are sex positive, both friends and potentially intimate partners, it's going to help you build the strongest possible relationship. Because so frequently in our relationships, we're afraid to chat about issues that are important because of that shame and the fear of judgment. If you're sex positive, without that fear of judgment, without that shame, you're actually going to have honest and open communication about you, your sex, your sexual needs. And you're going to ask good questions of other people too, like, oh, do you like this? And is this what you need? Is there something else that you want to try? Are you feeling comfortable and safe right now? All of those are part of sex positivity. And it makes all of the relationships we have, our friendships and our sexual relationships, more fulfilling because there's mutual respect and there's mutual understanding about like we are all sexual beings. We're all going to be positive about our sexuality and we're all going to be understanding and supportive of what's happening in people's lives and their identities. It's beautiful. And yeah. And like, and just imagine, you know, like the feeling of being supported and how good that feels and how much more able you are to do all the things you need to do in your life, whether, you know, it's going to work, whether it's picking up groceries, like all of the things that we do are easier when we feel supported. And that's what sex positivity does. And it actually allows people to like, 
manage their lives and do things they need to do better. I like, I'm not even reaching here. I don't think <laughs> I'm like, no, it, it just makes your life better. <laughs> it makes your life better. It makes your life smooth and easy. Um, and with that said, we do need to sh- take a short break, but when we get back, we're going to talk about how you can become a more sex positive person. Thank you for listening, everyone. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Sex Wraps Up, everybody. Today we are talking about sex positivity. I almost messed up my intro, intro, oh my gosh, intro back to the intro. My vow, my vow. I need to be sex positive about my uh, speech today. Um, no. Sex positivity, it's awesome. It makes your life better. It makes other people's lives better. Um, but when we say that word, I think it's important to give people sort of a roadmap or a guide map or some benchmarks on how to get there. So Spring and I have some ideas on how to do that. Um, and fortunately, uh, you're already on step number one, or at least in my brain, step number one is educating yourself, right? Take some time to learn about you, your sexual needs, your sexual wants, but also start asking some questions about sexual orientations, gender identities, and gender expressions, and what that means. Because when you start asking those questions and having conversations, it's no longer scary. You're no longer going to be stigmatizing it. You work towards acceptance, right? Sex positivity is about accepting yourself and your own sexual needs and accepting other people's. So in educating yourself, you really move in that direction pretty quickly. So step number one, congratulations, you're on that journey with us today. Um, But you should, and and listen to many other episodes, because this whole podcast is in a sex positive light, like a sex positive direction. So educate yourself about identities and genders and kinks and exploration and what that all looks like. That, that, That That's what I think the most important number one step is. Yeah. And, you know, part of that work is going a little deeper too, right? The first part is listening to episodes is, you know, reading um, like well-written <laughs> books and articles on the topic. Um, not just anything on the internet, right? Scary. <laughs> and um, so you're educating yourself, but then you need to do that reflection. You know, we always talk about the reflection also where you're like challenging what you think you know, challenging what you have been taught, challenging what kind of norms exist in our society around certain things, like around kinks, around orientations, around gender. And as you start to reflect and say like, okay, where have my attitudes, where have my um, like thoughts come from about these different topics, then you can start to challenge some of your biases. You can start to say like, okay, um, I always thought, um, you know, bisexual meant people were just greedy. But like, after I've learned about it, after I've like um, thought about it a little more, I understand that that's not true. And I can like talk back to that old thought, you know, and I can like challenge that for myself and start to change the way that I talk about bisexuality or the way that I talk to people who are bisexual, right? So as you start to educate yourself, then it goes like, okay, let's go a little deeper. Let's reflect and let's challenge like some of these old thoughts and thought patterns that we have. And it comes up in a lot of other places where we need to challenge what's what we've been taught, right? What the world has told us. We have bunches of episodes about like what Hollywood gets wrong and why social media is bad for your self-image. Those episodes are asking you to do this step challenge those biases, challenge what's going on in your head. Um, If someone says they like something that you think is really gross and kinky, instead of saying that's gross and kinky, say, 
oh, I support them in their sexual exploration. And then maybe read a little bit about what they're into and what other people in that community are saying about it. But it happens all the time, like this kind of bias that's built into our everyday life. Um, And to be sex positive, every time that like, you know, it's like that little figure that sits on your shoulder that says, ooh, gross, or ugh, I'm not like them, or oh, yuck. Or like, you know, we've taught, there's all these movies about something like sex work, where it's always seen as like some kind of like dirty, negative, terrible part of society. Um, And if you're working in a sex positive frame, instead of saying, oh, the movies and the media have made me think that sex work is really negative, like, you know, there's lots of positive aspects of it there too. We need to do an episode about sex work. We'll we'll, we'll get get on that so we We can talk about it. I think the third step uh, is really related to these first two. Um, For me, the third step is the way that we deal with sex education, right? So sex education should be something that happens in schools. It should be something that happens at home and churches and state. And it should be just a normal everyday part of life. But if we want to have a more sex positive society for ourselves and for others, I think it's supporting the kind of sex education where number one, it's okay to ask questions. And number two, it's okay for people to celebrate difference, right? So sex education needs to focus on those two things. Um, But Having a world where everybody is sexually educated means that there's a lot less fear, shame, and stigma, and the people are not going to be as judgmental. So being part of a sex-positive world is a great way to be sex-positive. And if you have sex-positive people around you who, who have also had good sex education, it makes it easier for you to be sex-positive, too. So this like next step is like advocating. You want to like support comprehensive sex ed in schools more broadly. And you also want to like speak out against stigma. You want to like challenge attitudes and stereotypes when you hear them around you. So like these things are like, yeah, okay, you know these things. Now you've like challenged your own thoughts on them. And now you want to be vocal about it. You want to support people loudly. You want to support people and like let others know about that because being sex positive, is not just for you. It is for a lot of people around you as well. And so like you want young people to grow up knowing this stuff. You don't want them to have to work as hard as a lot of us did to become sex positive, right? If we just have comprehensive sex ed that is sex positive and scientifically based, then it becomes so easy to grow up in a way that's like you are just thinking about sexuality as a normal part of your life. And they're you lose all of the shame and judgment that like gets attached to it when we don't have that. And when you're able to like then speak out about when you hear other people saying things that are not sex positive, you can like help create this culture that is just like a beautiful space for everyone to like flourish into their full selves. And speaking of flourishing into your full self, I think (laughs) the next major important thing to do is explore your own sexuality. Really be thoughtful in that exploration. Feel like a lot of people don't know what they like or they've never verbalized what they like or they've never experimented with themselves or with another person. Like, oh, this feels good. This doesn't feel good. Oh, that feels better. Oh, I'm really into this or not. Um, So embrace your own sexuality and embrace sexual exploration and have fun in that process, right? Something great about sex positivity is it's fun when you're with people or even if you're just with yourself and you're like, you know what? I'm just going to spend the next 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, three hours playing around and see what feels good and then practicing how to communicate that to other people as well, right? Because if you're sex positive, knowing what you like is great and you've explored yourself and you've embraced it, but you also have the power to help other people understand that as well and also ask them questions like, oh, what do you like too? 
right? Because you can help spurn people uh, into having some broader conversations about sex positivity too. And so when you're sex positive, when you're really like living sex positively, um, these other things that we're going to talk about, like become very easy, actually, and you can like incorporate them across several areas of your life. Um, so like one of those is like, you know, being really conscious about consent so that, of course, you're um, using consent in all of your sexual interactions. But then you start to broaden it out. You start to use consent, like, you know, even before you say, like, do you mind if I put my hand on your leg? You know, you start to, like, be more aware of, like, everybody's physical boundaries and preferences. And you can start to incorporate this consent. And then you can start to use it about even, like, you know, hey, I had a really bad day. Like, do you have the ability to listen to me whine about it for a little while, you know? And so like this consent starts to build out and starts to um, give you this way to engage in your people's lives, like with more um, empathy and with more respect, right? Because you're always conscious of where your boundaries are, of where other people's boundaries are. And so this like practicing of consent gives you this like really great way to like keep interacting um, in ways that feel good for everybody so that you're not invading somebody's physical or emotional space. Yeah, consent is so important. And if we think about it, all of these aspects are all interrelated too, right? We could talk about what consent looks like in all of these various areas. Um, the next major point, if you want to be a more sex positive person, it's about how you build inclusivity into your life in the spaces that you're in, and then celebrating the various peoples and differences that happen inside of your community. So be inclusive of genders. You know, we have an episode recently, like what are some of the potential issues of saying guys when you're talking to a group of mixed sex or gender peoples, right? Like we have to be really careful about the language that we use. Um, try to be more inclusive of, of different uh, sexual orientations, especially be more inclusive of other relationship styles. Relationship styles is there's a huge number of people who are not mono, right? Like they're not into monogamous relationships, but they're almost completely left out of conversations and spaces. Um, you fill out a survey most of the time and it has like, are you single or are you married? Like there's no delineation there. So it's thinking about the ways that we can be more inclusive. And then once you're more inclusive, it's celebrating all of those different groups, right? There is no one right way to have sex. There is no one right way to have a relationship. There is no one right sexual orientation, right? Celebrating diversity says we have all of these various things and we're going to celebrate all of them because when we come together in sex positivity, we are stronger in our individual relationships and in our friendships and communities. <laughs> I, I almost just started crying. <laughs> I mean, this is Spring and I talking about our utopian society, everybody. This is like our dream world. This is this is what we want. We want to see it every year. And and I think these are the conversations like we should start having more frequently because that's how we get get to that point where there's that celebration of inclusivity and inclusivity just becomes the norm and then celebrating all of the various people who are in the party with you. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any other final pieces? I, I can think of one more thing that I want to say about how to be more sex positive. Can, do you have any big ones? Wait, say yours first and then I'll decide. Right. So my, <laughs> mine was going to be a shout out to organizations that are out there doing the hard work. Like who's like out us? there doing like... <laughs> 
Like what? Like like us? Hey, shout out to myself. <laughs> I think that's called just like self-aggrandizement, narcissism. Um, <laughs> no, no, yeah. we're uh, we do so much hard work. Come on. Yeah. But, but the sex rap and all of our allied groups. Like if you log onto our Instagram and see who we follow and who we share their posts. Like there are people out there who are really trying to do this in the world and making sure that you support organizations that do that work, and then maybe chastise organizations or don't give organizations that are trying to promote sexual stigma, your time, your energy, your money. Um, and they're also like, you know, there are politicians that are sex positive and there are politicians that are very sex negative. So making sure that your vote um, matters, like you're voting for people who stand up for the kind of world that you believe that we should live in. Um, but organizations like Planned Parenthood, organizations like SICUS, organizations that support good sex education, organizations that support resources for trans-affirming care for youth across the United States. Um, sex positivity hits in all of those areas. So it's making sure that like, you support uh, those organizations and that you align with politicians if you vote in the United States or other countries that are also espousing like a sex positive belief or have partnered with the same kind of organizations. For me, it's really important. Like it's it's taking that, you know, you're supposed to challenge those bias and speak out against it. But then additionally, make sure the way that you spend your money and that you use your vote and that you support organizations aligns with that as well. And I would say that you know, anything that you do is easier in community, right? Like if you're doing this all by yourself and you don't know other people that are actively sex positive, um, it can feel scarier. It can feel harder. So I would say seek out a community of other people that are sex positive. Um, that might be a physical community where you live. There are definitely a lot of organizations that are doing advocacy work, that are doing education work, that are doing um, like handing out, you know, uh, condoms, you know, like all of this type of stuff. And then there's also like, you know, communities around like non-monogamy or like other, you know, interest or BDSM type things. So there's a lot of like communities that you can look to. And some of those are virtual too. You can also look to virtual communities. You can also like follow all these accounts, you know, that Andrew was talking about on Instagram. So like, look for ways to build this community for yourself so that you feel supported and feel like you have allies in your sex positivity crusade. You want to know the first time I really ever felt sex positivity in a community? It's kind of a sweet story and a little bit sad too. Um, little, little me, 17 years old, out of my parents' house and into the world. Um, and I go to a PFLAG Thanksgiving dinner. So if those of you who don't know, PFLAG is parents and friends of lesbians and gays. And it's an organization of just, you know, people who want to show love and support at a time of year where it's really hard for a lot of gay people. Um, you know, like a lot of you, them don't get to go home for Thanksgiving or don't go home for the holidays because, you know, there's rejection in families. So I hung out with a whole bunch of people in their like 60s, 70s, 80s who wanted to do nothing but say that they, like, you know, we love you and we support you and here eat some food it was pretty awesome but that was like that's the first time i really felt a whole community that was centered around being loving and supportive and sex positive of people they didn't even know i didn't know the people in the room but it ended up being this amazing sex positive experience and those are the kind of groups that spring and i are talking about surround yourself by those people with those people and support those kind of groups too um yeah thank you p flag <laughs> yeah. yeah all right so we're at the end of our episode um Sex positivity is great, everybody. Um, I, I have one final thought, and I said it at the okay. beginning, and I want to say it again. Sex positivity, don't yuck other people's yums. If someone's into something and they're consensual in those behaviors, it's our job in sex positivity to be like, you know what? 
you've explored yourself and you're expressing what you like or love and I'm going to be there and be supportive of that. You Sex positivity doesn't mean you have to participate. Like you don't have to yum someone else's yum. Um, you don't have to engage in it, but don't put other people's sex down. Don't put other people's identities or relationship status or sexual orientations or gender identities down. It's about being affirming through all of that. And what you'll see is the whole world becomes that mirror. The more you affirm other people's, the more you get affirmed. So it's this lovely feedback loop of getting lots of yum in your life instead of filling your life with yuck. Do you have any final thoughts, Dr. Cooper? <laughs> I would say, yeah, let's all fill our lives with yum, <laughs> yum, yum, yum. Yum. <laughs> Well, speaking of yum, uh, if you have any questions about this episode or any follow-up questions or any other questions about sex or sexual health or relationships, we would love to hear from you. We love your questions and we love interacting with you. Um, you can call us at 413, uh, I wrap it, that's wrap with a W, W-U-R-A-P. Um, you can uh, check out our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Sex Wrap, and you can send us an email. We are thesexwrap at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, everyone. Try to be a little bit more sex positive in your life, and Spring and I are going to be sex positive for you. Have a great day. Bye. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too... Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.